Rachel, are you blonde? No, I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both have got lots of white. <laughs> I was having some gray hairs come out of my cheek and a couple on my chin. So it's kind of onesie twosies. <laughs> Sean's got a white patch right here. Oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> we got everyone. All of a sudden. Except for Will. Is Will coming on? Is Will not part of Movie Club anymore? I think I think he's out. That's sad. I liked watching his movies because you never knew like what it was going to be. Uh, I mean, that's with everybody, but... Who was going to watch? Uh, what was that? Nighthawk? No. Uh, Ladyhawk. Ladyhawk. <laughs> Do you think it was our reaction to Ladyhawk that drove him away? No. I think he's too cool. Sometimes I wonder if it was my reaction personally to Ladyhawk. <laughs> oh, you didn't have a good reaction? I thought everyone loved it. Favorite movie I've seen this year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's been a while. Um, to catch everyone up, we la the last movie we did was the Peanut Butter Falcon, and before that was Briggsy Bear. Briggsby Bear has four plays, and Peanut Butter Falcon has eight plays. But Sean, Ch Chad, and Sean talk Weezer with or su season summer with Jana and Andrew has three plays, so. I think that's the lowest one. Yeah, that's we're going down. We're going down. Um, when you guys talk Weezer, do you talk random? I know you do the new albums, but like uh -huh. just one-off songs. Um, and what about if like Rivers does a song by himself? Oh no, we don't do individual. We do albums or EPs. It, it goes there sometimes, but not usually. Yeah. And sometimes we go back in time and listen to like uh, an old song. Like, what was it? Sheila can Sheila do it. Sheila can do it. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking of. Yeah. I saw on the Weezer Reddit that the original lyrics were Rachel can do it. Congratulations, Rachel. It was very exciting. Oh, and we got seasons fall and winter to look forward to and i'm thinking in 2023 we should do a radiohead discography what do you think about that sean i think anthony should be involved anthony my, you want to be involved yes please my embarrassing confession is that radiohead has been one of my favorite bands forever and then i just kind of stopped listening to their new albums and it's been a long time. So I have like at least three Radiohead albums that I've maybe listened to once, if at all. So And last yeah. year, Modest Mouse came out with the Golden Casket album. Did we cover that on the Modest Mouse discography? I can't remember. We might need to catch up on that. Anyways, welcome back to the movie club. We've got eight people on with lots of opinions and two movies 
we can't spend time talking about these tangents except for important tangents namely carrie what kind of horror movies have you been watching um i i need to write these down because i can never remember what movies i watched since the last podcast okay i watched did i mention moloch last time i don't remember m-o-l-o-c-h it was a great movie it was um shoot what's the other language it's in like partially in english and partially in a scandinavian language i don't remember what um i watched most of the predator movies i hadn't ever seen the original predator so oh did you watch prey through those sorry what i did yeah i liked that more than i was expecting Prey was so good yeah and the girl in it i don't know if you ever saw legion the like Marvel TV show, which is fantastic, and you should. Sorry, what, Anthony? Just that Legion is is very good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would, and I watched like the Alien versus Predator (laughs) movies. Not really horror. No, that's um, more kind of. Like action, horror, adventure, I don't know. Um what else i don't know a bunch of like crappy like 70s and 80s oh i watched um the oh shoot what's it called you know the pod people movie the body snatchers body snatchers yeah i watched that one the donald sutherland one Mm -hmm. which was good yeah that's a good Um, one invasion of the body snatchers Oh, I watched Mosquito, which was terrible. That was like from the 80s. And the mosquitoes were like huge puppet things. <laughs> and like one of the worst act movies I've ever seen. So that was fun. Um, yeah, just a lot of like crappy 80s stuff. <laughs> and Jessica, have you been watching any TV series? Oh boy, have I. Um... Let's hear it. I've actually started and abandoned a lot of TV series recently. Okay. I started a Michelle Monaghan show on Netflix called Echoes that I don't think I'll continue, but it's about she plays twins and one of them disappears. And as it goes on, you realize they've been switching places each year since they were like teenagers, basically. But I didn't love it. Um... I can't even remember what, what about dark. Oh, I think dark Indian is Mac like a German, a German show called dark. Have you ever heard of I that? S- I started it and then I got impatient for spoilers. And then once I read the spoilers, I didn't want to go back and watch it. So, oh. but it was interesting. It's um, on my list. I think you'll like it. It's got, yeah, it's, I mean, I won't say anything about it because that will spoil it for you, but. Yeah. I um, wanted to watch that because the creators of it have a new show coming out soon. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe I'll watch that one because there won't be spoilers at the pool. Um, I started this Indian matchmaker show. Nice. Didn't love it. I watched a new season of Never Have I Ever, which is a Mindy Kaling show. Which okay. Is all fun. <sighs> you don't know. I listen <laughs> to a lot of podcasts. We started House of the Dragon. Yep. I don't have HBO should get it just for the free trial sometime there's a lot of good content on there but it's just Paul's gonna try something 
it makes me laugh. Anybody watch Sandman? Oh yeah, we watched Sandman. That was great. Really enjoyed it. I'm gonna watch it. It was so good. Yeah, it was very good. I feel like there have been a lot of disappointing, like epic fantasy adaptations recently, and that was one that did not disappoint. I thought it was really well cast too. Nice. That's it. And Jason, how is the uh, YouTube Clint's Reptiles? Chugging along. How was the hunt for the cabin? Uh, did you already? Did you buy the cabin? Did I buy a cabin? No, I did not buy a cabin. Oh, I thought you were going to go in with Clint and Will and buy a cabin. No. Are you hunting still? What am I hunting for? For a cabin. I, I, as a fantasy, yes. Oh. But uh, it'll probably be a long while before I purchase anything. You need to get to like 2 million subscribers and then you can? Yeah, basically. Where is your dream cabin located, Jason? That's a great question. Uh, (laughs) Let me pull up my... This uh, is something I thought about a lot myself. So I'm curious what other people think. I have uh, like 15 points that are required for my cabin. Oh, I could help you out with some GIS analysis <laughs> and you could tell me where I can tag team it we, oh sean can do it too he can do like a soil study <laughs> and uh, then we'll no. triangulate all that data and make you a visualization in tableau it's gonna you awesome. need to live here <laughs> um one of the requirements that i've uh come up with is that it needs to be less than three hours away so that yeah. i can actually go to it uh, well, and not feel like it's like I'm wasting a day just getting there, you know? You could have a Wyoming cabin at that point. It'd be, yeah, I guess. I haven't thought about Wyoming. Uh, I don't, but I one of the requirements, which is kind of a looser requirement, is that I don't want to have to go through a major city to get there. So I'd have to go through Salt Lake, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I love it. But I'm in Lehigh. So like, I'm either going <laughs> north or I'm going through Salt Lake or I'm going south through like, Provo, so Lehigh. I mean, the last five years, that place has turned into a dump. I do not like Northern Utah County anymore. You just called my house a dump. Yeah, well, your neighborhood sucks. It used to be great. Jerk. It just, it just. Wait a second. I moved there like five years ago. I must be the problem. Yeah, everyone's following you as the problem. You moved there when it was prime. Mm. Fields orchards oh is that what you're missing you want the fields and orchards yeah like, i remember it hasn't been fields and orchards for like 20 years well i remember 20 years ago coming down to byu and there being the huge gap between the point of the mountain and uh i don't know american fork or orem on the freeway so okay that's what i'm saying i went up there over july in july but you didn't say hi, by the way. Well, you refused me. I offered to come and you declined. You did nothing of the sort. And also, well, I wanted to sleep over and you didn't want let me sleep over. That's true. And Rachel stayed home and I just took the boys. And Evan left his three boys with uh with my parents and they went up to Alaska. And so I was kind of watching the three boys as well. So I, I was gonna leave all four of my kids because henry stayed with rachel and 
Evan's three kids with my parents. <laughs> my mom was like stress case. So I couldn't come down and visit Anthony and Paul. And I had to stay with my kids. It's bad timing. Sorry, guys. It all fell apart. And it was like Paul's anniversary. Yeah, that's right. How was it, Paul? Was it good? Can Paul speak? He's away. He's not away. I can see his name right there. He's on mute. Um, how's the garden? Is it coming along? It's doing great. Great. Also, uh, two. We've done two batches already of blackberry freezer jam. It's great. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm, what are we missing? Sean, do you have a segment? Yes. Um, so movie club announcement. I think yesterday they released the first stills for the new um, Knives Out movie. Mm. And our first movie club movie was Knives Out. So I thought you might be excited about that chat and I want to get your your thoughts. Oh, I'm going to watch it in December. What was it? 23rd or something? Mm -hmm. I'll be there. The cast looks so great. Oh, I didn't see the cast. Who's in it? Is Anna de Armas in there? No, Benoit Blanc is the only like repeater. Oh, mm. so he's like the Poirot that just goes to a different setting and a whole new set of characters. Is he going to do the thing? I saw somebody had suggested on Twitter that he should just do a different wacky accent in every movie that they do. And the director was like, actually, that's not a terrible idea. So I'm kind of really hoping that happens. But it has Ethan Hawke, Catherine Hahn, Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, Leslie Odom Jr., Janelle Monet, Jada Pinkett Smith. Controversial. It is controversial. Oh, yeah. Wow. That'll be fun. I don't. Um, I'll watch it. I'm going to go to Letterboxd, to my diary. The last I saw was Peanut Butter Falcon. That was on the 12th. Shadow in the Cloud. Have you guys ever heard of that? It's like this airplane with gremlins. World War II. Really weird. Three stars. Josie and the Pussycats. Three and a half stars. No Time to Die. Four stars. Appointment with Death. Uh, the Poirot. That is three stars. Jungle Cruise, three and a half stars. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, four stars. The Ghost and Mr. Chicken, that's a Don Knotts, four stars. The Gray Man, four stars. I mean, it was probably worse than four stars, but I enjoyed it four stars amount. It was a really bad movie, but I'm like, they made it for me. The Long Goodbye is a 1973 Raymond Chandler. It's a four star. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Surprise, Thor, Love and Thunder, five stars, uh, Secret of Nim, surprise. <laughs> so that's been my letterbox. It's been a busy month of watching lots of movies. Me and my Rachel, sister, what's my that? Sister and I quote Josie and the Pussycats to each other all the time. And we, uh, we used to listen to that soundtrack like nonstop. That was a good soundtrack. <laughs> I never seen it before, and I 
I heard a podcast that was talking about it and I'm like, I should watch it. And I, my review is it's a perfect time capsule of 2001. I laughed several times. What, what podcast was it? It was blank check with Griffin and David. I rewatched it not that long ago, kind of on accident. I think maybe it was playing at a hotel, you know, I was staying in a hotel and it was just on TV uh-huh. and I really enjoyed the nostalgia of it. I yeah. I still enjoy the movie, but it was really fun to watch. No, but my, my, my younger brother um, was listening to a podcast where it's just two guys talking about movies, but they're like super positive about everything. So they can take a movie that's objectively kind of bad, like Josie and the Pussycats and get you really excited about it. Yeah. Well, that's I why like, I yeah, watched maybe it. Maybe this is a good movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep, it was great. And Anna de Armas was the best part of uh, what was it, The Gray Man, and the best part of No Time to Die. And she was not in those nearly enough. So that's something. And Chippendale was surprisingly good. If you haven't seen it, I think everyone would enjoy it on disney that's it let's get into it this month anthony picked and he's been rooting for this movie ever since it came out when he saw it in the theater everything everywhere all at once and he wanted to go on another nostalgia trip to the secret of nim with red-eyed smoky owls lots of smoke i feel like or mist it was dark. What do you want to do, Anthony? Do you just want to go into one and then stop and then go into the other? I have, I have no plans. I, I, this is new, new ground for the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Before we get into that, Sean, who's next on picking the next movie for next month so they can have an hour to think about it? So I'm not updating this in any way. So for the rest of eternity, William is going to be at the top of the list until he comes back. Okay. So if William shows up, it's him. If not, it's Paul. So we got to get Paul back on. Oh, Paul's next? This yeah. is going to be interesting. And then, and then you're after him, Chad. So if everything falls through, you're the guy. No, Paul can still Paul's choose it. Text? Yeah, I did. I'm sad about it. But even if he's not coming today, um he's still picking for next month oh yeah and rachel we haven't heard from you how are you doing rachel hi great hi hello how are you (laughs) i'm waiting for henry for his theater classes he got into a a multi-year theater program through the las vegas city arts department oh turn off your video you're a little bit you're a little bit a lot of tv um is it hot there in the van or do you have it on it's very hot i'm sweating i could go inside but then i would be talking to myself inside it's kind of weird it's it's so hot (laughs) it's like 110 degrees today and really muggy it's going to rain tomorrow. Um, yeah, but right? I'm, I'm doing good. Yeah, me and Rachel. I watches all those movies. I haven't seen any of them. That's right. Me and Rachel started Persuasion, and Rachel gave up 
in in uh I will not finish <laughs> that. that the new one yeah and the, so I don't bad, know right? why Have they talked it, about it yet I don't know why they called it persuasion they should have just <laughs> made it a whole different movie so not pretended <laughs> like they based it off of that book can we do it's, like a mini discussion of that after the other two <laughs> no, I want to hear your thoughts. Did you watch the whole thing, Jessica? Oh, yeah, of course I did. I got to the dinner scene where like they're like switching sweet seats and it's very awkward and they sit on opposite sides. And I, I plan on like forcing myself to watch it. And it's just so hard to like start it. <laughs> it's so bad. I made both my husband and my mother-in-law watch it with me. And she's like a big Jane Austen fan, but she's very traditional. Uh-huh. So I think like off the bat, she was already not a fan, but it's such a bad adaptation. And I think they did she, a lot. She opens time. up a chest and pulls out music sheets and says, he made me this playlist that was in the movie. And it was the worst thing I've ever heard. It's so bad. <laughs> it, they like do all these things to try and make Anne Elliot like super relatable and modern. And you don't have to, like, I think she's already this super modern Austin heroine she's super relatable she's definitely the oldest one she's just kind of a sad person living a normal life and what is more relatable than that in the year of our lord 2022 (laughs) (laughs) and I don't need freaking Dakota Johnson trying to make her more palatable to me like there's there's nothing to fix there's no problems here. there's so much looking at the camera and the costumes are so bad it's just oh Wait, yeah. so she breaks the fourth oh. wall. Oh, yeah, there's lots constantly of constant yeah. talking to the camera, smug okay. like Jim from the office smirks at the camera. It's just and like there's some of that in other adaptations, like the Mansfield Park with Francis McDormand and the The Last Persuasion from like 2007. But oh. it's it's like very lightly sprinkled in there, and I think. Uh-huh. It, works it creates like this moment of affinity between you and the character right but this is so off-putting but carrie i really need you to watch it you need to watch okay. it carrie it's I'll really watch. It's i grew the... up watching the amanda root one you know i don't know what year yeah, that Karen Hines one. we have watched that many times together yeah watched that so many times so i don't know <laughs> i'll watch it for you jessica Rachel, I like Dakota Johnson too. That's disappointing. I know. I I like her sometimes, but she was not right for this. Rachel, do you think you'll ever finish it? Because I really want to hear you. Uh, No. As soon as she like yelled at him through the window while he was at dinner and she was watching the kid, I was just pissed. I couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's. It doesn't get better. So, like you're truly not missing anything unless you enjoy watching terrible. Content. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it. It's gonna yeah. be the worst. <laughs> you're gonna love it. Bad style. Yeah, I'm a completionist. I also started watching the the nice guys, and I need to finish that. That one is a '70s movie that's trying to be gritty, like the '70s noir. That Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling and um and Russell Crowe. Zeus himself. He was so good as Zeus. I love that so much. Uh, All right, Anthony. I don't know if I like 
Zeus better than Thor now? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get to um, vote, and I will say that there is only one Chris. Chris Hemsworth. That's the only one. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. I I saw after I sent that TikTok about Chris Pine, I saw that um what's the name of your YouTube channel, Jason? Quince Reptiles. Quince Reptiles. Okay. Because I had recommended it to you, I was given a notification that Clint's Reptiles watched the vi- video you recommended. Ah, nice. <laughs> I was probably um, logged into that account. <laughs> yeah. Um I wanted to ask if we, if we mainly I, um, like corrupted you forever, Jason, or if you survived it, oh, or if you watched about? it. Oh, I barely watched uh, Secret of the Them last night, so no, I didn't have time to watch. And Secret of the Them was like super short too. Uh, no, I didn't have enough time. I was gonna. Uh, I was actually going to do uh, VidAngel to stay as pure as I am. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, it just didn't work out. All um, right. What movie do you want to do first, Anthony? Let's do Secret and M first then. Nice. All right. Walk us through a summary and then we'll watch the trailer. So Secret of Nim is about. Or wait a second. Mrs. Do we do why you picked it first? And then it's been a while. It doesn't matter. I can do that. Do the summary and then we'll watch the trailer. Then you can say why you picked it and okay. what it means to you. And what it means to me. <laughs> okay. Um, summary. Mrs. Bisbee is wandering around. She's getting medicine from Aegis. She meets the crow, Jeremy. Um, and then, you know, they just keep meeting people. Auntie Shrew lets you know that moving day is about to happen because of the plow um and she doesn't know what to do they go to the great owl and he's he says that she needs to talk to the rats and the rats tell her that they will help because what's his name what's the villain's name um jasper jenner jenner and Jenner, because Jenner goes along with this plan because he knows he can kill Nicodemus in the process. Um, so the rats agree to help uh, Ms. Bisbee move her her house. And then... Or Frisbee. Frisbee in the book. Frisbee in the book. Did Have you read it, Chad? I'm halfway through with the kids right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I read it. I just looked. It was in September of 2020. No, so not that good. long ago. Um, yeah, I haven't. I'm interested to hear about that. Um, and then, yeah, there's the accident. I mean, in the process, she like drugs dragon, and she stopped the tractor one time, and you know, Jeremy and Auntie Shrew have their back and forth uh but then too much jeremy uh, (laughs) what i said there's too much jeremy (laughs) dom de luis come on um (laughs) 
I, I won't get into my commentary yet, but um, uh, then the house starts to stink and then the, the sparkly does its thing and she burns her hands to gain some superpowers and moves the house to where they need to move it. And uh, the, you know, Jenner and Justin have their duel and then uh, his, his little henchman guy throws the knife in his back to save Justin. And the Nim people come and don't find the rats because they're off to the Thorn Valley. That was awesome. Very, very succinct. And I think you hit all the notes. Very good. It's a short movie. And it's mainly like, it's mainly like, hey, here's this other weird animal. Mm -hmm. All right, Mary, you want to show the trailer? What you chewing on? Pistachios. Nice. Oh, wait. I need to share my audio. Don Bluth Productions present a classic adventure in motion picture entertainment. I must tell you about Nim. Look there. It's a fantasy with wizards and villains. And heroes. I ain't scared of nothing. I'm not even afraid of the great owl. Will you hush up? Come on. It's an odyssey to another world. A world of fantasy and enchantment. To what you see and hear, you must swear absolute secrecy. It's the most beautiful sight I've ever seen. Do you like me? Of course I like you. It's a story of friendship. I mean, you don't think I'm clumsy or anything. What? I just need a few pointers to polish my style. I told you you'd love flying. I don't know how I let you talk me into this. It's a classic story of courage. Why have you come? And a world of danger. (gasps) If I hadn't actually been near a cat, I'd be sneezing my brains out. I'm allergic to hay. Excuse me, pardon me. Where courage is rewarded. Oh, thank you. A motion picture for everyone to share. Oh, the poor turkey fell down. I'm I'm not a turkey. Big no, Discover the secret of Nim and rediscover the child in us all. Did you rediscover the child in you? Um, the I picked it because it was free on YouTube. Also, because 
I watch this movie a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if I watched other movies more than this one when I was a kid. Um, it was probably my second favorite to Robin Hood. Um, and, but maybe it's the Don Bluth connection. I don't know. Those, those movies that weren't the Disney movies, they felt a little more like yours like like mine like because they weren't part of the popular culture in the same way that especially the 90s of the disney renaissance with um all those major hits that they had uh and so yeah i felt like some possession over it uh, and certainly i had this sense as a kid had this sense rewatching it now that there was like a much larger world behind this pretty tight well, it's not a tight story in terms of like loose ends and everything but just in terms of length uh just feels like there's so much more behind it um and yeah i just loved it as a kid uh and it was i hadn't I don't know when I last watched this. So long ago. Did you watch it, it with it, your kids this time? I didn't. Because <laughs> um, I was this just. This is the time to watch in. movies with the kids. I know. <laughs> I'll. I will go watch it with them now. I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I picked it because it was free on YouTube, and because I watched it a ton, and I thought it'd be interesting to do it, like a family movie, a children's movie, a cartoon. Yeah. Great. I got it from the library and made everyone watch it as a family. The little kids are a little bit scared, but not too bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah. So many kids movies now don't have like the deaths and the stabbing and like, like it's, it's an adult fantasy story in a lot of ways, but it's just animals and cartoon. Um, and so in that ways it's not. Yeah. Nice. It had Dom DeLuise as Jeremy. Shannon Doherty was in it as Teresa. Will Wheaton was in it as Martin. I don't know these yeah. names. Derek Jacoby or Jacoby. He's the other well-known one. He's the voice of Nicodemus. If you saw a picture of more recent him, you'd recognize him from... He's in so many movies. Nice. Well, how do we want to do this? Do we want to go around and do thoughts like we normally do? I'm going to say that's what we're going to do. And Jason's gone and Carrie's on the top right. So we're going to do Carrie, Sean, Jessica, Rachel, Jason. How's that sound? Oh, and this Anthony. Anthony, you can chime in whenever you have thoughts. So we had watched it, I thought, fairly recently. So I didn't watch it again. But watching the trailer now, it's like, oh, probably should have watched it again because <laughs> I didn't no, I think the trailer it. hit all the beats. Um, yeah. oh, I don't know. Um, so I feel bad. I don't really have a lot to contribute. I also grew up watching this movie a ton. 
um, and a lot of the other Don Bluth stuff. And I don't name know some other I, name some other Don Bluths. What do we got? Uh, Five American Tale. American Tale. Uh, oh, let's go to, go to heaven. Anastasia. Oh, yeah. He also Rock a Doodle and Sleeping Beauty, maybe. No, not sleep. Oh, unless he did like he was an one. assistant. I was reading through his bio earlier. He was an did assistant. Did he do like the Swan Princess, like those movies, or is that something different? No, that's not him. Rock a Doodle, so bad. I remember that. I remember we rented that on VHS for one of my birthdays, and I was so disappointed. <laughs> we forgot the greatest one of all, The Land Before Time. Land Before Time. Uh, I watched is, that. Is that the greatest one? Just kind of the biggest one. I should. That's big. I watched Land Before Time when I was pregnant with my first, and that was a big mistake. I was bawling, <laughs> like ugly crying through the whole thing because the mom dies at the beginning. So. I'm always singing, There's no rats in America, and the streets are paved with cheese. <laughs> and the kids don't know what that means. But it's they know that part of the song. <laughs> so his first like animation job, and it was before he like went to college for a year and then was an assistant to somebody working on Sleeping Beauty. And then he left, did some stuff, directed musical theater, came back, worked on a few things. His first like big project was Robin Hood. He worked on one of the Winnie Pooh, Winnie the Pooh movies, did Rabbit, Pete's Dragon. And then he went independent and did all this other stuff. He's Mormon too, right? I swear I watched like a YouTube video yeah. or read something about him. And yeah, he was born in El Paso and is related to Mitt Romney. So I have a feeling he's part of the colonies down there. Um, and then they moved to Payson. Oh, I know Payson. Jason? Do you know Payson? We sold a lot of satellites in Payson. Where you probably knocked half the doors in Payson. <laughs> you probably alone, knocked yeah. the Bluth family's door. Could have. You probably sold them. <clears throat> probably. Also, Jason, that baby is getting so big. He's, he's a beast. So big. <laughs> he's got blonde hair. But oh, in the sweet. best way. <laughs> Those cheeks. <laughs> talking about you, bud. Pinky. <laughs> What's cool, your baby's Carrie. name again? Caden. What up, Caden? So do what what do we give it, Carrie? Thumbs up, thumbs middle, thumbs down. Um from what I remember, like thumbs like three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to say? Um, just like a lot of the what Anthony was saying about um the content of Don Bluth movies I just feel like it's those movies are kind of messed up like they're really dark there's a lot of content in them like I remember watching All Dogs Go to Heaven maybe like a decade ago and being like oh my word I cannot believe I watched this as a kid like it is messed up <laughs> a lot of Don Bluth movies are like <laughs> they're just so dark mm -hmm. so I don't know. Like, I feel like I almost have to protect my own kids from them so they don't get traumatized <laughs> like I was as a kid with yeah. these movies. Like, Peter can't even handle most Disney movies because those um, 
traumatize him. So Godzilla movies are fine. Lion King <laughs> is not okay because the dad dies. Yeah, so. Lion King's intense. Mm-hmm. With the swelling music and the uh yeah. It's oh, sad. I showed him the good dinosaur ones, and that movie's super messed him up, especially like I don't know if you've seen it. Uh-uh. Um but like the dad dies, but then like he has a vision of him later. And so you think the dad comes back and then it wasn't, it was just like a vision or something like that or a dream. And so it was like, just kidding. He's still dead. And my son was like uncontrollably, like could not comfort him. Oh no. At the end where the kid is like happy. It's like, no, the dad's still dead. It's still not a happy movie or happy ending. So Anyway, that's a bit of a tangent. But anyway, Don Bluth movies are messed up. But okay, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the takeaway. That's my take. <laughs> Sean, you're up. What do you got? Did you oh, do a deep dive? I didn't do a very so. My deep dive this month was so Anthony recommended. I guess there were four movies he was picking from, and I did watch the other two movies at the beginning of the month. And then I got really busy with other things and I barely squeezed in Secret of Mim and everything everywhere all at once. What was the other two? um, Talented Mr. Ripley, Mm -hmm. which is one that I had read the book but never watched the movie. So that was kind of a fun little experience. And then uh, Late Spring, right? Is that what it's called? Oh, you watched that? Uh Yeah, it's an old black and white one. It was really good. I wish I would have been a little bit more alert while I was watching it, but I really liked it. So that, that was my deep dive. The other deep dive is that I did read the book for The Secret of Nim, but it was like two years ago. So um, let's see. We, so we we read the book. I read it with the kids. And then we watched the movie as a family. And I immediately fell asleep. So when Carrie's saying she watched the movie like two years ago, I didn't see any of it. Um, <laughs> like going back and watching it now, like I didn't remember any of it because like, yeah, I, I fell asleep like in the opening credits. So this time through, I made it about 20 minutes in before I fell asleep. <laughs> and I think it took me like three three sittings to get through this short movie, which is mostly just a testament to like how tired I've been. And it's kind of like a s- slow moving, dark movie. Like it's easy yeah. to get distracted. But that being said, like I really- With a weird musical number it. in the middle yeah. where, where Mrs. Brisby sings a song. <laughs> She doesn't really sing. It's like, isn't it kind of like playing over? I would think I was doing the dishes during that part. (laughs) (laughs) So my thoughts on it are, um, I really, my favorite part about it is just Mrs. Frisbee, Mrs. Brisbee as a character. Um, I like how, and maybe this is almost like, a little bit of a cliche analysis at this point, but just how she's not like a strong character, but she pushes through her fear, like the whole, you know, Superman's not brave kind of thing because he's invincible, right? Mrs. Brisby feels very vulnerable. She's putting herself in these like herself in these really precarious situations, but like she's doing it because, you know, out of her own free will, she pushes through that fear because there are things that are more important to her. And I, I really like that. Um, I really don't like that she doesn't even have a name. She's Mrs. Jonathan Brisby. We hear her, hear her husband's name like five times, but she doesn't have a first name. Like, what's that? Um, 
So that, that kind of bothered me a little bit, but um, whatever. Um, the other thing that really stood out to me is just like how incredible hand-drawn animation is. Like there's just some texture to it or something that you can't get any other way. Um, and a lot of the animation in this movie is just really, really beautiful. Um, and then my last thought, I won't go into detail because I don't want to spoil the book for, for Chad. Okay. But um, the, the places where it did divert from the book, it was actually surprisingly true to the book. Um, like all the characters have the same names. A lot of the events are the same. Mrs. Frisbee's um, down in the classroom with some other mouse and they're, she's learning to read. And then they're going to go talk with Nicodemus in his chair Okay. about the plan. Yeah, you're like halfway through. So there's a lot more like, it feels like there's a lot more like philosophical discussion between the rats like in this part that chad's at where they're deciding like what's the morally correct thing to do to continue to live here and like leech off of the humans or go out and be independent and the um this is a little bit of a spoiler i think for chad but jenner <laughs> jenner in the book is not like this evil dude he's just kind of the guy that was on the other side of the philosophical debate and he goes off and does his own thing so he's like the opposing thought but not a direct like bad guy in it and the the other thing the big thing that was different in the book from the movie is the book doesn't have any magic in it yeah there's no there's, magic <laughs> no it's like all these rats were part of a science experiment and so they're they're smart and that's the whole thing like the yeah. only magical thing is the premise that all of these animals can talk to each it was other. at the national institute of mental health fun mm -hmm. so so why without... is mrs frisbee able to talk and read if she's just a regular field mouse and she because, wasn't experimented on like because in her her wonderful husband jonathan frisbee taught her how to read so you can just teach a regular field mouse I, how I to guess read so that's a yeah i think that's a little bit of a gap there in the movie it's strange too right because like the the rats have all this technology but they don't seem otherwise superior mm -hmm. to the other animals <laughs> like yeah. they're all just talking to each other <laughs> like, well jeremy the crow can talk in the book right. as well oh, okay so that's... like all the animals are still talking mm -hmm. i don't know but there's no magic in the book it's it's super know. interesting to hear that there's no magic because i wondered about that part because the film just sort of leads you to guess that maybe this greater intelligence that they got then led them to magic in some way or that mm -hmm. their intelligence developed into magic no nicodemus is just old and he's just the leader and he just has an idea for the plan and everyone's going with it i i think and maybe this isn't true but i think that they had all these great animation technologies to make things look like they were glowing and sparkling and they were like we got to put some magic in this movie <laughs> it looked cool um, it did look really good so Maybe it was the right choice. I don't know. And this is the first of a series of books. So yeah, we didn't read any of the other ones. Yeah, I read it when I was a kid. I don't think I read any of the the um, sequels. Cool. Anything else, Sean? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Jessica. I so I just barely watched this as soon as we put Maggie down I made Sean sit down and watch this with me on YouTube um <laughs> and I like you Anthony I watched this movie so much when I was a kid 
And it's like, we watched it up until I was like seven or eight and then never again. (laughs) And I don't know why. I think we just moved on to other things. Um, So I like had vague memories of it, but I did not remember. And again, I I couldn't wait for the secret to be revealed. So I went and read the (laughs) plot summary on Wikipedia while we were in the middle of the movie. And I was like, this is really dark. It's kind of messed up. Like the National Institutes of Mental Health is creating super, like a race of super rats. This is incredible. Um, (laughs) And like, I know you were just talking about how the magic is kind of out of place, but I kind of enjoyed how the plot at its core is kind of this weird sci-fi, like testing, like science gone too far thing but the movie feels like high fantasy for mice, you know, it's like the genre is really muddled to me, but it worked for me. Um, it's a lot of the dialogue feels like unfinished to me and I don't know how to describe why, but that it's also weird watching it because his style of animation is so present in so many of the other movies of this era, like even the Disney movies, like watching Robin Hood, who's the evil rat with the cape on? Like that is the sheriff of Nottingham, Mm -hmm. just a little bit skinnier, you know? And breathing like in a tube, uh, like a reed through the water or like, (laughs) like Jeremy does that and Robin Hood does it like, yeah. Yeah, and like when you see the humans, it's just like watching, it's like, is this a clip from Anastasia? I don't know. So. That's kind of, it's just interesting to see his his style is so consistent. And I was also reading, he had a brother who was also an animator and worked at Disney for a really long time. So I'm like really curious to see more of his brother's work and see how their styles compare. And if he kind of carried some of the, the Bluth sensibility into Disney movies of the Disney Renaissance, which you've already mentioned, and which came a few years after this. Um, I was really, see Sean, you were confused about why Mrs. Brisby doesn't have a name. Where did Jonathan Brisby get his name? Why is a mouse named Jonathan Brisby? Why does he need a surname? (laughs) Everyone else just has one name and he's got two. I just, that's what I spent like the last 30 minutes of the movie thinking about is where, <laughs> where did they get their names from? I Like, I'm really curious. I just, like, clearly there's more depth to this world and I would be interested in exploring it. I do kind of want to go read the book now. But. It, it does bother me. And this is from the book, but there, there are so many um, characters with J names. There's Jonathan and Jenner and Jeremy and mm. Justin, like I can't keep any of them straight. <laughs> well, it's truer to life, though. Like I, a lot of like a 19th century Russian literature will do this, where the characters even have the same names, and they're like, "Well, people in real life have the same names." Like, keep up, reader. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I guess I'm not ready for Russian literature if I can't handle the secret of Nim. <laughs> you're not going to read the brothers karamatov you could definitely read the brothers karamazov 
Is that it, Jessica? You got any more? Yeah, I might think of something else later, but that's basically it. Cool. Rachel, you driving? No, I'm just sitting in the hot car, sweating. Mm -hmm. Still. Um, I don't know. It's really hard for me to pay attention when I'm sitting around kids. I don't swim in the pool with kids because it's so irritating. <laughs> I don't watch movies with kids. I have a hard time listening to Chad read the book to the kids. I haven't been able to do that. I can read a book to the kids. I can listen to an audiobook of the kids, but I can't listen to Chad read the book with the kids. Um, so the bits and pieces that I saw, um, I was just like, wait, that's from Robin Hood. That's this other movie. And it was too much in my head, I think. So it wasn't the crow that was like Little Mermaid. Yeah, he was like the seagull. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have much else to say about it. <laughs> okay, thumbs down then. I don't. I can't rate something that I didn't put effort into. Yeah. <clears throat> well, did you have any like nostalgia for it? You've never seen it before. I've never seen it before. Like, I think I've seen bits and pieces. Of maybe a couple times mm -hmm. um so no not at all i'm also like we used to love robin hood and we watched it tons with the kids and i'm like over it that kind of animation stuff <laughs> so Reverse nostalgia. Man, Rachel, you're coming in hot on this no, one. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're like swimming with the kids are worst. Watching movies with the kids are worst. Chad's it's audio just, reading books is I think the I worst. Have, honestly, I think I have like a little bit of ADHD or like some kind yeah, of Yeah, you you were straight describing ADHD <laughs> as you were talking. Like that was like a one for one description of what you were describing. <laughs> And we are going to talk about ADHD when we talk about everything everywhere. <laughs> oh, that movie and Rachel did not. We'll I get there. Effort. I put effort into it. So I can rate that. We'll get there. All right, cool. Thanks, Rachel. Jason, did you take did you take notes? Of course. <clears throat> um Oh, Rachel, you should just go in and sit in the AC for a little bit. Oh, I did, but they're done now. So Henry's coming out. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I, I watched this as a kid, not a ton. So uh, I don't have a strong memory of it. Um, so first <laughs> off. Caden's just like looking yeah. at you like, are you talking? He's like, me? wait, you're talking. I should pay attention <laughs> to you. Hi, bud. Hi. Uh, so Nicodemus, uh, he's writing weirdly on that paper or whatever, the magic paper with magic ink and with, with ink that shows up where his pen is not, which is interesting. And, and also he's narrating what he's writing, but it doesn't actually match up, which is really bugged me. Um, oh, we are going to get into this movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> be prepared everyone for jason's notes jason is back this is uh i mean th- this is within the first like 10 seconds of the movie yep, so we here got we go. it <laughs> um but if you noticed um nicodemus had uh like warts on his hands did you guys notice that um it i'm sure is symbolizing him being old but if you were, if you are true subscribers of Clint's Reptiles, you would know that we recently did a video on on rats as pets. And an interesting fact about rats is they die very young, like uh, like one to two years, and it's because of cancer. So maybe uh, those warts were actually like the start of cancer and him aging. And if you remember. Um, at some part in the movie, I didn't write this down, but I remember this. Uh, they talked about how Mrs. Brisby's husband um, would have outlived her um, because of of whatever the whatever chemicals they got injected with. Um, it's just interesting how how short the, the those, uh, especially rats, their their lifespan is. Um, anyways, did you hold the rats? Uh, no, actually, I wasn't there for the rat filming for some reason. I think I was sick, but I didn't make it for that one. But you edited it? Uh, I, I, I am no longer the editor. I, over, I kind of oversee the editing, I guess. Do you farm it out? We do. Do you have an employee that edits your YouTube Big videos? Time. Big time. Congratulations on your promotion. Yes. Uh, we have a contractor that, uh, that helps us out from the Philippines. He's great. <laughs> yes he's great and yes i i like a week uh, a, a video a week no way can i do that and i don't have a love for editing like i did it because i was willing to uh-huh. uh i don't love it and so he levels up our videos where i would be like all right good enough let's let's ship it um okay <laughs> inside back baseball to, back to uh <laughs> Uh, I'm obsessed with this relaxed baby. He's not relaxed. He's moving constantly and, and fidgeting. But he looks like he's lounging. I'm uh-huh. Look at that. <laughs> Don't go forward. I'm trying to lounge him so he'll actually not fall forward. Um, okay. Now, now you have my leg to see. All right. <laughs> Showing off some thigh. Yep. Uh, let's see. Dragon roars, evidently. Um, I don't know. That was just an aside. Uh, the Timmy, was it Timmy? Timmy had pneumonia. Um, and, uh, funny aside, I had pneumonia when I was 30 years old, which was kind of weird. I felt like a 90 year old man getting pneumonia, but that was fun. Um, really serious when I was 10, like really, really serious. I was in the hospital for almost three weeks. Yikes. Maggie had pneumonia a month ago. It was really sad. She's great now. Good to hear. Uh, uh, so I have a comment of shrews, mice, and rats all hanging out, doing doing their own thing and together, which is weird. Um, I commented on the music. I think this was during the uh, the 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 song uh, of during uh, Mrs. Brisby's song thing. Um, I don't remember it anymore, but I, I remembered at the time that it was, it felt weird. Um, 
<laughs> Moving day was plow day, harvest day. Um, you're just oh. going. You're just going through the plot. I am. No, wait, no. No. What are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, no, I'll get there. I'll get there. Okay. Uh, there's uh, when the when the plow went through the field, it was why it was. Uh, there was so many animals in that field, like crazy diversity. No mm-hmm. way is that how it, it would have played out. But whatever. Um, <laughs> well, the field looked feral. Yeah, like it. So maybe it could have that many, like it could have a lot of animals. Yeah, it was sitting for years. So Jason, why that was before pesticides and oh. humans ruining the planet. Yeah, well, <laughs> man, now we're going the fern gully route. All right. <laughs> oh, fern Isn't gully. that kind of the movie already? Like <laughs> these humans don't care anything about the animals. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but the rats, I, I was I was weirded out, and it's helpful to know this is in the novel. Like how much they cared about whether they were taking electricity from the humans like like why do you care so much? <laughs> and what, what what is their plan in thorn valley like are they going to set up a power plant or something like what is what is that going to be i don't know i haven't got there in the book all right um oh when uh when she goes to to the the thorn bush the rose bush mm-hmm. and um like what's up with like the moving vines and like what like what is what is this the relationship with magic and electricity going on in that in that rose bush i don't mm-hmm. understand it mm-hmm. i want i want to know more I, I liked i liked i think anthony i think you're the one that's like hey there's it feels like there's more to the story like it's there's depth I want to know the depth. I want to yeah. know the magic. That's what I'm so I'm so surprised to hear that that wasn't in the book. Oh, in the book, they went off every Christmas, stole some Christmas lights, and it took a couple years to make a full set of Christmas lights to light their whole cave system. And that's it. <laughs> like like they stole individual bulbs? I don't know. Yeah, because they couldn't steal the whole... All I don't know. Okay. Hey, quit grabbing that. Um, <laughs> the the best quote of the movie uh was it was actually in the uh in the the trailer the oh the poor turkey fell down <laughs> that that made me laugh mm-hmm. um uh yeah glowing eyes what's up with glowing like going back to the magic thing weird definitely like i wondered in the book if there was like a connection between nicodemus and the great owl Mm-mm. because they're like almost the same character just different species yeah no I'm like it's the so movie weird. i think the movie is more interesting than the book and they're, they're throwing a lot of interesting things that aren't really explained but they're like choices and strange I, things i feel like the book had a lot of things that were left only half explained in a way that you can get away with doing in a book, but in a movie where you have to show everything, it has to all be there. So I think there was a lot of like space for them to kind of make some things up for the movie and they took advantage of that. Um, uh, I have a comment on fireworks. Like it goes back to that whole magic electricity thing. Uh, my last comment kind of uh, is that it's so short. I didn't really like it. It was it was it was quick. 
and then that's where I ended. And then uh, uh, Karen asked me about about my notes, and I went through the notes. And she's like, "You missed the most, Im- like the whole, like were you even watching? You missed the entire point of the movie." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "This movie is about uh, a mother's love and her courage and her bravery." And I'm like, "Yeah, I guess I did." <laughs> <laughs> So Karen watched it with you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she liked it, but but like evidently I missed the mark on on like the whole reason for the movie. It's because, you know, like I think you guys kind of hit on it earlier. Like uh, she she stepped up and uh, all for for her son who couldn't be moved because he had pneumonia or whatever, right? Like uh, she she was being she was she had the, because of her love, she was courageous and, and brave and all that and uh made things happen and didn't uh didn't uh shirk away didn't fall away didn't give up um on the, on the note of mrs brisby real fast i i was i remembered this from as a kid but some of like the physical thing like i just really like the animation sometimes like when she's in the bird cage um and trying to like undo the wire that they tied it closed with and like the cut she gets or like trying to push out the like in most drawn stuff now i don't just have a sense of the physicality um like in the same way like the the characters will like wince like when something happens uh there are other things where it felt like sometimes the drawing was as if they were drawing an actor. Like when she falls, when she sort of faints after holding the stone, like the way she like goes down on the ground. It was like, that's how like a bad actor would like, would like collapse. And, but like they drew it. <laughs> like, so that's, so that's really strange, but um but most of the time there's like this real physicality to, I mean, even with like Jeremy's clumsiness, just like you really get the sense of these characters, like being bodies in the world that they exist. I like that. Um, she also said like, she did all this brave loving things. And, and then, you know, like the next day she's, She's got to go back to normal. She's got to she's got to be with her kids and, and do mom stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's those are good points, Karen. Um, uh, okay, here's something. Uh, w- you know, I watched this as a kid, and I didn't remember a lot of the movie, but something that my memories of this movie, like the pieces that I remember, an outsized portion of those memories had to do with the very short scene where it's like it sums up nim and their their time there but for some reason in my head the whole movie's about their escape and (laughs) and and like them getting those powers and getting stuck in the in the vent system like for some reason like that is the movie but but it's like 30 seconds and it's gone but for some reason my childhood brain is like 
the movie's about them escaping from the thing blah 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 like no it's not at all anyways that kind of well there's an i want that movie there's a secret of them i want there's a secret of them to timmy to the rescue yeah i doubt it's about i doubt it's about that (laughs) um and then uh, did you mention that will wheaton's in it i I think i'm i stepped out for a second that's he's martin i didn't realize that 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 was crazy until i saw the cast here those are my notes cool my notes are too much jeremy i didn't like watching him be so clumsy um i thought it was weird where everyone was trying to flirt with mrs frisbee and mrs frisbee was kind of flirting with everyone else like jeremy is like don't you like me and mrs frisbee's like i do like you i'm like what's going on here (laughs) and like justin's like the robin hood and mrs frisbee's like the um maid marion type but they're different species yeah and he's a rat and she's a mouse thought that was weird and she's a widow and everyone's like um what else the music was weird i was just thinking about how in fifle oh american tale how they're staring at the moon and singing like somewhere out there and that's just like the most like emotional part of my childhood is thinking about or watching that in my as a movie (laughs) and how this movie didn't have the same emotional beats and i was sad about it i do remember this as a kid with the glowing eyes and the smokes and mists and cobwebs and the owl um watched it with the kids but i also got up and did the dishes and just listened to it and watched it some uh And I liked everything everywhere all at once better. <laughs> um, all right. I, I just wanted to make two more animation comments. Uh, I love the animation of the great owl. Like, I just like that scene, like kind of scared me as a kid, but mainly I was just like overwhelmed by like how cool it is and like, like you can just feel the weight of his wings and his claws and uh, and then his head turning around and it seems like his bones are breaking for that to happen um and then something that i remember from there's a couple of like fades where where characters are like still moving as it fades and and it's just kind of we like i it really stood out to me as a kid and I remembered it this time too. When Mrs. Brisby faints, like all, like Justin steps towards her and then just like a random rat that's in the foreground, like takes a single step. And like, it's just like, like if it had faded through the step, like that would have been fine. But instead it's sort of like he steps and stops and like every, and then it like, I don't know it it just really stood out to me as a kid and it stood out to me now it's similar to at the end when the two crows like stop flapping their wings ever again like like I know birds can glide for a while but like they just like pause in the air oh and then they're like doing like with the the string they make like yeah yeah oh and then when Mrs. Frisbee saves Jonathan jeremy sorry from the dragon at the very first all she does is just chew for through the rope and then jeremy carries her away and it takes like 
30 seconds to read it and it's done like 10 seconds to read it and it's done <laughs> and in the movie it's like a long five minute escape bouncing and going underneath a water wheel and i'm like even though they padded it so much it was still a really short movie <laughs> like, chad what about i don't remember the details of this but i feel like the tractor scene where they're climbing up and pulling out the fuel line like that seemed a lot more harrowing oh, in the movie than oh, i remember in, the, book. Did in that, the book did that even happen in the book no in the book the farmer and his two adult sons start the tractor warm it up and then turn it off <laughs> they, they don't even go they don't even drive it they're like oh they started the tractor we got five days it's and but i did like in the movie how they go into the tractor and they go into the fuel line and they chew through the fuel line and i remember replacing fuel lines in the old jeep as a kid and having like gasoline pour on me while we're doing fixing the car I'm like, oh, that's that's exactly what a fuel line looks like, and I can relate to that part. So that was accurate to real life, not to the book. Also, when Mrs. Frisbee goes into the, there is like a secret door in the book to go into the um, the rosebush, but she just walks up to another gate inside the rosebush. The guard is there. The guard is normally Justin, but it's some replacement guard because Justin's at a meeting with Nicodemus for the plan and she's like the the guard's like i don't know who you are uh, jonathan brisme doesn't mean anything to me because he's like a younger guard that was born there and then she just walks away and while she's walking away she runs into mr ages and mr ages just walks with her back in there's no like extended chase scene with a guard with a spear trying to kill mrs brisby an electric spear an electric spear that's, that's just brutus Yep. Brutus. So, I mean, the movie did make it a lot more exciting, but I think the book is more interesting to read because of all like the, just the details that are around it. It's like a quaint countryside farm story rather than a magic story, which are both interesting for kids. I guess <laughs> at a certain point. All right. Next movie, Anthony. So we got? should we should never do two movies again. This is gonna like, <laughs> or we're gonna just have to like really go through this. Um, but uh, did everyone watch it? Jason didn't. Oh, just Jason. <clears throat> okay. Um. So I have had like three movies where I had like a cathartic cry like uncontrollably overpowering over like i've i cry all the times in the movies but like during the credits just couldn't stop crying was just totally overcome and this was the most recent movie that that happened with um the first time it happened was when i saw 127 hours which just is really close to real life experiences that i've had um, the second time, for whatever reason, was Arrival. I think that's at least partially related to the fact that it came out uh, right after the 2016 election. Um, have you read? And, sorry to break in. Have you read the short story that Arrival is based on? Yeah, yeah. I probably have I've, the same experience again if you haven't. <laughs> I've, I've read both of Ted Chang's um, story collections. I think I told 
Chad and Sean to read those too. Um, mm -hmm. I think Chad actually read them and I've just had them on my list for a long time and haven't gotten around to it yet. I'm gonna read them, Sean. I will, I, I will at some point, but I don't know if it's gonna be next week or in 20 years. I know I will eventually <laughs> read it. Um, but then this was the most recent time that that happened. I was gonna butt in too, sorry. You're good. And, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say that like, Arrival is probably the only movie that did that for me. So when you said that, I was immediately thought, oh, Arrival, so that's interesting. It's super interesting. And I'm so sad actually, Rachel, that you apparently didn't like this movie because <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, uh, I talk too much. And so in that way, we're not necessarily the same on the, on the movie podcast, but otherwise I feel like we often have like the same, like response to things. And so I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> Should we watch the trailer and then talk sad. about it for maybe Sorry. like, uh, 20 minutes and then call it? Yeah, I don't know that we can summarize it in a good way. So let's just watch the trailer. Yeah, Mary, you want to bring up that trailer? I might bail after the trailer so I don't spoil it for me if I end up watching it. FYI. This is Wang. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. Moment. 
हमें Jason, you should watch it. So if you want to leave that, I would. Jason, I think you should watch it. I I think I need to. If uh, okay, well, quick, real quick, thumbs up or thumbs down from everybody. Way up. I, I evidently need to watch it. One of these if days. If you love I'll... families, you're gonna love this movie. What's that? If you love families, you're gonna love this movie, Jason. Ooh. And Waymond. Depends on whose family. Did I pick this family or was I born into it? Those are two different things. That's part of the, the whole deal. <laughs> you gotta watch and find out. <laughs> Raymond is so good. See, I want Kihi Kwan to win Best Supporting Actor so bad. Like, yeah. He was in so good. Indiana Jones and he was in Goonies. And now he's in this movie. Love you, Jason. Jason, send me this uh, recording. Yep. If you and if you leave, does it still keep on going? Uh, yeah, I think I can. Let me see if I can just make you the host. I'll figure it out, or I can just leave it. Yeah, up. you can make him the host, and then it'll, whenever it ends, it'll just save on your computer or whatever you choose to do. He saves it on the cloud. Oh, that's fancy. Mm-hmm. I'm not even backing up this recording. I usually do a separate recording with my Camtasia and I forgot to. I've just been too lazy relying on the Zoom technology. No pressure. Jeez. I know. It's scary. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. We still here and it's still recording. Love it. Anthony, why'd you choose this movie? <laughs> I, said, I know. I know. <laughs> What was your favorite parts? My favorite parts? Yeah. Um, there's so many favorite parts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but my very, very favorite parts uh-huh. are when it's cutting back and forth between um, the main universe that we're familiar with and the movie star universe. And Waymond is explaining, um, w- well, main universe Wayman is explaining that like if you don't know what's going on at least be kind and then uh movie star universe Wayman is saying hey like you may think that i'm weak and naive but i've lived as many days as you will have this is how i fight and then i love what immediately follows too and when she learns to fight by speaking like everybody's individual love language to them, you know, like whether it's spraying perfume or putting the, 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 like the mouth gag and the guy and spanking him, like, like whatever it is, like she like is able to see into the other universes to communicate with everybody through like the love that would mean to them, <laughs> the mean the most of them. But, but I also really like the parking lot scene when she's talking to, um, to her daughter um she says just let go 
and um, I have a few really high needs kids and one of them in particular, we've had to like physically like hold a lot so that he doesn't hurt anybody or, or destroy the house. And, and he says, let go when we're doing that. And I just like completely fell apart. Like when she says like, let go. Um, I, I also, I just, the whole like last third of the movie when, when she, when she says like, oh, I learned to like accept myself. Um, and I did that because I had this really supportive person and my daughter also has this really supportive person. Or when Waymond again in the movie star universe says, um, I would have loved to have lived a life where I do, where I did laundry and taxes with you. Like, that's, <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> that's great. Those are all great parts. My favorite parts is where she learned how to fight with her pinkies and could like blow people away with like a pinky flick. And then um, where there's a raccoon in a hat with Chad, the bar- raccoon Tui, raccoon Tui, <laughs> and the the um, chef's name is Chad. So I, I really like that part. <laughs> Sean, you got any thoughts? I. I have, I hate to like be this way, but I, so I love so many things about this movie. I love a lot of things about this movie, but the whole like action movie multiverse trope, like I don't enjoy that very much. So even though that's not what the movie's about and I love what the movie's about and I love so many of the ways that it gets there, it goes into all these like extended fight scenes that are kind of Jackie Chan fighting with random things. And like that personally doesn't do it for me. So I'm just so conflicted on it. Cause there are so many things about this movie that are like, this is a 10 out of 10 movie. Like I love this, but then there are these little moments that it's like, this movie wasn't made for me in this scene. And it's pulling me out of the movie just a little bit. Um, the thing that bothers me even more is their previous movie, Swiss Army Man, is like totally that movie was made for me. So like I have a hard time identifying to moments of the like beautiful movie about the multiverse and families, but no problem identifying with like the farting corpse movie. So I I don't know what that says about me. So um, <laughs> like overall, it's still like a like easily an eight out of 10, maybe a nine out of 10 movie for me. I love so many things about it, but I just hate that like, there's something about those like action movie tropes, how the movie's about not needing violence, but they have to like go to that place of violence to get to that point in the movie. And those tropes that they use to get there are just things that like don't, I I don't love in a movie. So I don't know that there's a better way to do it. Um, Did you watch The Gray Man? Mm-mm. I don't think you'd like it since it's all just action scenes that are pointless and it was well, made for me and those action scenes in this movie loved it <laughs> and I, I don't know what it is because like sometimes that does work for me it's just like a stylistic thing. like I was thinking about Kill Bill which I love which is another movie that's like incredibly violent more so than this that the point of the movie at the end is like, oh, aren't families great? It's like, how did we get to this point in, in this movie? Well, in Kill Bill, it takes 
the action scenes really seriously. Mm-hmm. And this movie takes the action scenes really like comically. Um, so that's, yeah. That's Which is like, may, maybe that's, maybe that's the thing because like I do identify so deeply with a lot of the emotional notes of this movie that when they try it, like the other thing that I don't love about this movie is the everything bagel. Like that's a little too silly for me. Um, like I, the, I'm okay with the idea of it, but um, it just, it pulls me out of the movie. Cause it's like, and I, I did see this in the theater when it came out, like in April, I watched it again today. And there were a lot of moments, like when the two rocks are there and it's completely silent besides the wind noise and they're communicating just with text. That to me, it's like, this is a, a moment that I'm emotionally connecting to. Like I'm feeling this scene, but then there are people in the movie theater that are like laughing, like they're having a completely different response to this. And it's like, I, I don't know. They're just moments that I'm kind of getting pulled in different directions that, and I wonder if maybe I hadn't seen it in the theater and I wasn't exposed to other people's reaction if I wouldn't kind of interpret it a different way. But, but overall, I, I, I hate that like, <laughs> this, is, this is my response to everything is like oh this was perfect here's the one thing I didn't like about it you know why can't I why can't I just like it but but this was this was my response to it so <laughs> Jessica so I, I watched this in like Memorial Day weekend we were with some friends on the beach and they made us watch it and it was awesome <laughs> It was a really good trip. But listening to you talk about all your favorite parts, Anthony, makes me realize I need to rewatch it because I don't, I like vaguely remember all of that stuff, but I don't remember it in detail. But here are the things that stood out to me. I like deeply, I have a deep and abiding passion for Michelle Yeoh. She's spectacular. So I feel like I, I would love anything that she's in. Um, But I really liked her in this because I think she tends to do like really slow and subtle movies and not to say this isn't subtle, but it's just a lot punchier than anything I've seen her in in the past. So I love that for her. Um, I really loved the rock scene too, Sean. That was just so, I don't know. I can't explain why, but it was perfect. It's so good. Like that would have been the next one I would have meant. It's so good. I still think about it. But the thing that, I liked the most was the hot dog finger storyline because it's just completely absurd right but it also as you follow that timeline through to the end you see I like the way that it takes this character that's grotesque and evil in the other universes like Jamie Lee Curtis and it like turns her into this person that you realize is also worthy of love and like affection and being in a satisfying relationship. And I, it was very emotionally confusing for me, just the juxtaposition between the hot dog fingers and (laughs) just the emotional notes that it was hitting, but. (laughs) It was so gross. The only problem with. But it's so weird. And the way that they do everything with their feet because their fingers don't work and. Yeah, but the only problem with that was she was playing Claire de Lune with her feet on the piano, and I can play Claire de Lune, and that's not how it looks. That's the what only. Ab- what about when she's playing the piano and you can see she has an ankle brace? Because in the other universe, she has a wrist brace. <laughs> wrist brace? That was pretty good. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Oh my gosh. I like when you first see the hot dog fingers universe, there's like 
this Bollywood musical playing on the TV and they're like singing the same song that you've just been listening to in the normal universe. I liked that carryover. But <laughs> and it's it's kind of like vaguely the king and I like Yeah. It's the king and I but with hot dogs for fingers. Yeah. I loved it. Just um, wipe, wipe them on each other's faces. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't really have anything beyond that, but I need to watch it again. But I enjoyed the bits that I remember. Love it. Carrie, you got anything? Um, yeah, I loved this movie. I thought this was like a super Carrie movie. Like it was made for me. <laughs> um, I love uh, the main character. Like that actress should be in everything. She's perfection. And I've seen her in a few other things too, but definitely not enough things. And um, Waymond was everything. Um, I love movies where the dads are like that. Um, he reminded me just a touch of I don't know if you've seen Strictly Ballroom, but Doug in that, how he's just very sweet and um, can be perceived as weak and not really understanding what's going on, but really like there's this whole universe under um, that facade of, you know, like his whole like inner life is a lot more complicated and perfect than you think it is. And um, I loved the mother daughter thing. That one hit really close to home, having a daughter that's 12 going on 20 now. And it's the kind of movie that I wish I had seen before I had children too, just to be able to compare like the experience of it. And it was interesting too watching it like because I didn't really think about my own mother-daughter relationship um, with my mom which I love my mom to pieces but there's sometimes issues there but I re you know watching the movie it's like all I could think about was my own daughter and like my own failures towards her but like how intensely I love her too um, and just feeling like, you know, I can't think of the right thing to say to her sometimes, or I'm not supporting her the way I need to be. Um, yeah, so it was just parts like that where it, it hit really close to home. So it was really touching and really um, hard <laughs> to watch at the same time. Um, and I loved the actress that played the daughter um, I thought she was fantastic. I love the costumes that they put her in um, and her makeup and everything. She just must have had a blast like doing all of those. And you know, all of the characters had really cool costumes at one point, but especially the daughter. Um, like Jessica was saying with Jamie Lee Curtis, how, you know, in some storylines, she was a very warm and sweet person and others, she's like terrifying um yeah with the yeah, staple the, the staple right to the forehead <laughs> yeah. well, there was some really intense like absurd violence mm -hmm. that's all yeah i like that i um <laughs> 
I don't mind fighting scenes. It reminded That's me a little right. bit of like Kill Bill meets Legion, I guess. Because Legion was very like artsy and surreal like that in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a great movie. I loved it. I, I didn't ugly cry like Anthony did. I think the last time I ugly cried in a movie was Moana, actually, with the grandma and everything. I usually don't cry in movies, but that movie, I ugly cried like three times during it. I think it Can caught I just me Interject for one second to say that Moana is the only thing that Maggie will watch right now. And that's how I react every time I watch it or listen to it in the car, which is all she wants to listen to. It's been a very emotionally taxing. <laughs> the scene where Moana tells the ocean, like, let her come. And then she's like, goes through like the parted water that, and that part, like just messes me up every, every time, every single time. Just thinking about it right now. Like I'm about to. <laughs> it makes me so mad that my kids don't love that movie. Like they have only wanted to watch it one time. And every time I want them to watch it, they're like, no. And the, I just hate that so much. I don't understand how I do because it's too emotional for them. Hearts. All the unnecessary tears their hearts are scared so you. <laughs> they don't want to do those. You should be thanking them, Rachel. <laughs> heavy feelings. It well, what so they do want to watch isn't good. So it's not. <laughs> Totoro, they to... can watch Totoro a million times. Totoro is so good. So that's a, a good movie. one. I wanted to comment just since you brought up the absurdity of some of the like acts and violence, Chad, maybe this is a good point to interject uh, ADHD talk. Um, it, I, I related so like heavily to the movie when I saw it in theaters, but within a few, I didn't really think a lot about ADHD when I saw it, but within a few minutes of watching it, the second time I was like, Oh, that's what this movie's about is ADHD. Um, like, uh this person who can never like accomplish what she wants to accomplish in life and is really bad at organizing things um and then it becomes about um and how she's like not present like not really able kind of like you were describing earlier Rachel about like I can't like sit here when this thing that I'm not interested in or that is overwhelming in some way, I can't like sit here and experience that. Um, and, and then like a lot of like the, of the fantasy aspects are about like them doing something very impulsive um, the way that an ADHD person might. Uh, uh, I, also kind of like, uh, what are those called? Uh, there's a technical term for like thoughts that intrusive you don't choose. Thoughts? What? Intrusive thoughts. Yeah. Intrusive thoughts. Like a lot of the actions that they take to jump or whatever it's called um, are basically like, as if you actually acted out your intrusive thoughts. Um, but uh, it becomes about someone who is able to be the hero because they embrace all those things about themselves they sort of instead of trying to hold on tightly to everything they realize they're bad at that anyway um and it it's they become a hero through allowing their mind to 
to branch off into all the weird scenarios that their mind branches off into. And um, yeah, it's total. And so I Googled like ADHD and everything everywhere all at once. And a interview with the directors came up and the interviewer said, Hey, a lot of my friends think I might have ADHD and I totally related to this movie. And they were like, we've had that experience over and over with this movie. Actually, when we were writing it, we thought, um, what if there's this character that's so easily distracted, that's how they're so good at this multiverse thing. And then we wondered if that would be offensive. And so we started researching it a bunch. And Dan Kwan um, said, like his first night researching this, he stayed up till four in the morning, just like sobbing, reading, and he realized like, oh, I have ADHD. Um, and so like he learned through writing this movie that he had ADHD and is like on medication and therapy. And he's, and, and he's just talked about the catharsis of, which was very similar for me of learning like, oh, there's a reason why things have been so hard over and over throughout my life. Um, and so I, I hadn't, I didn't know that before I Googled it or before I watched the movie twice, but after having seen the movie twice, um, it was cool to learn that, that Dan Kwan has uh, ADHD and that's uh, for him. That's very much what the movie's about. Love it. Also, this was the better multiverse of madness. And the googly eye looked better than Dr. Strange's third eye on his forehead. I love the googly eye as like a third eye. That's I so do good. agree with you in terms of like quality, but I don't think I've had as much fun watching a movie as I did watching that Dr. Strange movie in 20 years. Oh, that was great. That hilarious. That was I, I loved, loved it. it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It is like the campiest movie I've ever seen. Uh-huh. And Bruce ah. Campbell is the hot dog guy getting beat up. Eats the balls. Yeah. And pizza. Yeah. And so, the, I mean, talk about absurd violence on Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch going into the Professor X's dreams. <laughs> nothing happens, Carrie. Nothing, nothing happens. All right. <laughs> There's a um, lot of absurd violence in Doctor Strange. Rachel, I'm sorry you didn't like the movie, but I am interested in your thoughts. I think it was a tired late night and we rented it, had to get it watched. I can I don't, speak she for can, myself. She can speak for herself. <laughs> I think Back it was set and setting. Oh, I just wanted to add like the part where they said that she was like the most mediocre and under accomplished of all the universes that hit so close to home. That was like not cool. <laughs> was like, like, stop, stop talking about me. I know. It's like I have so many eggs and so many baskets of like unrealized dreams and potentials and you know, I guess I your dreams must be like way too high then because I think you're doing amazing things. So well, thank you, Rachel. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that was just 
I can't remember the line, not from the movie, but just like the saying of like, I resemble that remark. Like it just, yeah, hit too close to home. Anyway, that's all. Go Rachel. Um, so there's a lot of things I have to say. I should have taken notes. I probably won't get to everything. We'll start with ADHD. The movement was so difficult for me to even, sometimes I had to close my eyes especially the part where she was going through all the images at the kind of close to the end. I couldn't watch it. It was hurting my brain, um, literally, and I had to close my eyes. Um, also, in my personal life with ADHD, I talking about impulses, Chad knows about our dog and my new job that I just got. <laughs> um, I went to hang out with some dogs because my kids were sad because our dog died in June and they just wanted to hang out with some dogs. So we went to this adoption event where you could just hang out and pet the dogs. And of course there was this dog there and I was like, we're going to get a dog today. And I had no, absolutely no plans of getting a dog, but we got the dog and he's the best. And his name is Bruno. <clears throat> He's Bruno. We talk about him a lot, actually. But also, I was at a farmer's market waiting for Henry. And there was a for hire sign. And I walked past. And I'm like, no, I can't do anything. And I walked past again. And they took the sign down. And I said, did you have a sign up? And she's like, yeah. I got rid of all my or I, um, don't have any more papers left, applications left. But you can just write your name on this a number on the scratch paper. And I was like, all right. Thinking to myself, they're never going to hire me. First of all, she's probably, someone's going to throw the scratch paper away. Who cares? Like all the applications are gone. There's too many other people. And literally one week later, I have a job without even having interviewed. <laughs> so that was pretty awesome. Um. Yeah, she sells she sells cakes and pastries and breads from a Bulgarian baker. Dream job? Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're both from Bulgaria, moved to Las Vegas, and she started a bakery. And Rachel That's sells so cool. at a farmer's market on Sunday. I need to come down and visit and say hi to your employers. <laughs> yeah, they've been here six years. Uh, and it was her hobby. They were actually film editors for a news company. That's how they met. And then things got bad and they moved here. Um, so anyways, the movie. Um, <clears throat> and they're awesome. Very awesome people. Love them already. Like instant <laughs> friends. Um, Love, 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 love the opening scenes. The house was just like I was too growing up for me. and going to my friends' houses because my high school was over 70% Asian and most of them were first generation. Um, and the fact that there's the heroine it's a woman. The main character is a woman. She's Chinese. They speak Chinese. It's like 
so much love for that. So much love for that. Um, I don't know, like, if there wasn't, if the whole movie had a lot more of the rock scene, it could potentially be a favorite for me. But I can't stand destruction. Chad knows this. I can't watch movies where things are being destroyed. That's the worst part of Paddington 1 is the bath scene where water gets everywhere. Think about all that water damage. And I'm just like, I mean, in order to film it, they had to do something in real life, right? That's not, everything's not CGI. Like they're actually destroying real things and it's causing me anxiety. It was a mainly practical effects movie, so... So you don't want to hear about how for the Wheel of Time series that they made for uh, uh, Amazon Prime, they bought the entire historic village. I think it was in Croatia. It might have been in the Czech Republic. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, no, they destroyed a historic village on the entire thing. It is the worst thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Jeff Bezos can go straight to hell. the show wasn't even good it's good i really liked it i cried a couple times that makes me want to cry okay okay the main the main guy is not good all the other characters oh rand is the worst if it's just a story about side characters they also need to sidetrack you rachel (laughs) (laughs) wheel of time talk okay um (laughs) i don't I don't know. I, do I? Is it because I don't have a daughter? <sighs> and I've kind of like not reconciled my relationships with my mom and mother-in-law, but I've kind of just kind of like ignored any feeling that goes along with those relationships. <laughs> because there's, I'd rather just be happy and enjoy my own life. So I mean, there's a lot of good there in those relationships, but something they just don't even. Anyway, but that's um... what she says at the end, right? She's like, it doesn't matter if you accept me because I accept myself. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate all of those. And sometimes I have a hard time when they put it in your face. So I, I did feel as if this movie kind of tried to put it in your face sometimes. Um. I don't know. I don't know. Again, there's a lot of things I want to say, but can't remember everything. A lot was already said. I felt like this movie and Secret of Nim were very similar in that they pulled from so many other movies. And I think it was intentional in this movie. I'm not sure if it was intentional in Secret of Nim, but I don't know if that bothered me. Or maybe it's because I didn't watch, like, <laughs> what was that one, the multiverse? I didn't see it. Oh, so, Doctor Strange? Yeah, you didn't see that. I yeah, took the kids so I, to the theater. I knew that there were a lot of movies that this one was pulling from, but I guess I didn't, um, it didn't relate to me because I hadn't seen them all. Like the Spider-Verse? Did you watch that one? No. Actually, it was more playing on other things, like... Um, the fact that you have uh what's his name james hong 
and uh, Kihi Kwan and Jamie Lee Curtis, like all famous for 80s movies, um, like as three of the main characters. Uh, and I then you have, like, loved Jamie. Like this really put her back up on a pedestal for me because she's after she did that one where they switched bodies she switched bodies with her teenagers she kind of like oh with Lindsay lohan got weird freaky friday yeah freaky friday but this this movie was really great for her she was really great she was great and then you just have like random like story of a girl lyrics thrown in like in the middle of like dialogue yep. or like <laughs> um, so like the references i don't know that you have to watch marvel movies for it is interesting that this came out at the same time as all those multiverse movies did though it's a thing people are getting tired of marvel style and they want to move on to multiverse and then i don't know what's next but... i'll tell you what people had mixed reviews on Thor Love and Thunder, but me and Rachel saw it in the theater and both loved it. We high five. I loved it. It was awesome. It was silly. And the fight scenes were nil. So that was that was good. The fight scenes were more funny than serious. Nothing took itself seriously. So I enjoyed it. Christian Bale was genuinely scary though. He was great. He was too much Harry Potter for me, too much Voldemort. But he they, was very, very good. They had him Back keep his nose so that he wouldn't be, because the comic book character doesn't. The comic book character looks like Voldemort. Like okay, and they kept his nose on so that he wouldn't look more like him. Yeah, because it was really hard for me to pay attention to his acting, which was incredible, because I was just thinking Voldemort the whole time. So that was. <laughs> We loved it. Anyways, wrong movie. I think a lot of other things were already said. Um, and I I apologize for not having for not the loving same it. feelings. For breaking my heart. For breaking Anthony's heart. <laughs> what time is it, Jessica? It's 11.28. Cool. Um, well, we're going to take some pictures of Bruno. Send it to the group text. Someone text Paul and say that he's choosing next month. Um, let's do arbitrary. Uh, how about what? What do you think? Thirteen or twenty? Percept. Probably twenty. Let's do twenty. How's that sound for everyone? We'll do it right on the uh, the autumnal equinox. Sound good? Love it. 12 hour days. All right. Is anyone September. okay with Wednesday? Was there a problem with Wednesdays though? Anthony? Tuesday and Wednesday are about the same now. So if, if 21st is better, that's fine. Ooh, should we do 21st, Rachel? So you don't have to sit with Henry at his play? Oh, that's when I'm in Alaska though. Yeah, 20th. Sorry. When are you, you leaving? Don't want to participate in a podcast from Alaska? I don't know that I would be able to. I'll be on the plane. Oh, you're flying on the 21st? Yeah. Okay, 20. We'll do 20 again next month. And then we'll hear back from Paul on the movie. It's too bad Paul wasn't on this thing. 
You would have. We'll have to ask him at the beginning of next time. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to. I want to hear Paul's thoughts on especially everything, everywhere, all at once. I want to hear his okay. thoughts on these two movies as well as Persuasion. So, Anthony, tell him to watch that before we. <laughs> I will. Um, Everybody else that can finish it. Before. I'll finish it. I want to. I have to at some point. Um, and let's get Jason to watch it before then so that we could get both of their we could just have like a mini like bonus extended episode next time sure just cool. like five minutes did we miss anything it's, it's 8 30 it's time to put the kids to bed i i realized that i didn't put enough emphasis on how much i love wayman and i know you guys talked about it so i'll let that be enough i just need to echo those thoughts don't you just want to be friends with Waymond? Oh my gosh. I I almost want can we watch that scene real fast? The this is this is how I fight scene. I can't am I sharing? No, we're not doing that. We're leaving, Anthony. Okay. <laughs> I'm sending it to you then. <laughs> okay. And I want you to re-watch it because it's so good. Can I share it's the so screen? Good. Oh, I can. Do you want Make me sure to sure you share your audio too? There's actually a really great YouTube video I watched that's just all about how great Waymond is. So I'll send that to the text. Please do. All right, we're not watching anything. We're, we're calling it. It's two hours. Jessica has to go to work tomorrow. Yep. I have like five things I'm going to text you then. That's fine. Yeah. Not text. that many. <laughs> okay. Anything else? That's it, guys. Love you. See you guys. Good to see you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.